What we worship, we become. A potent truth from my friend and leader, Joel Brown. Join me and Joel as we jump head first into a conversation about God, religion, and the current state of the world. In this episode, you'll learn the importance of intention in leadership, why developing a relationship with God is more empowering than religion itself, how to challenge your belief systems and why they should be challenged, the dark side of spirituality, how preference culture is killing humanity, and how God comes into play with the current worldwide events. Joel Brown is a master coach and speaker and the founder of the number one motivation website, addictedtosuccess.com, which has achieved over 326 million views worldwide over the last 11 years. Joel is featured in the new hit movie, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Joel is also the host of the Addicted to Success podcast that has achieved more than 5 million downloads featuring thought leaders such as Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Gabby Bernsteel, Gary Vaynerchuk, and of course myself and many more. This episode is a one that uh, let me tell you may trigger some of you listening, but I encourage you, I encourage you and invite you to listen to the whole episode. And my hope is that you walk away with more of an open mind towards what is currently happening in this world and with a greater invitation to dive inwards, to find more meaning in your life. Now, if you dig this podcast and you want to connect, you can connect with me on IG at I am Ruby or on Twitter. You can also connect with me on telegram, rubyfremon.com forward slash telegram. And if you have yet to get my new book, Potent Leadership, go grab it today. You just go to potentleadership.com. You can also search for Potent Leadership on Amazon. It's available in all countries. And then finally, whether you are a loyal listener or you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. Please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download rating and review helps get this podcast out to more people around the world. Now it's time to challenge truth, belief systems, and religion with my friend, Joel Brown. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremon, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. 
It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey, leaders and truth seekers, welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. And today I am so excited because I have a returning guest and someone who has been a dear friend of mine since we first met in 2016. We have um, spoken on the same stages. I've spoken at his event in Bali. We've gone through some some life events together and uh, we are going through another collective worldwide life event right now. Um, this is someone that I deeply admire, deeply respect. And um, I honestly feel he is a leader who stands out with absolute integrity, which is so rare these days. Joel Brown, welcome to Potent Truth. Ruby, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's been a while since our last conversation, actually. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so much has changed. So yeah. much has changed. And, um, you know, one of the topics that we really, really jam on is leadership and integrity and mm -hmm. something that I just want to reflect back to you since I first met you. I mean, we met kind of in the same click of personal development people. Right. And what I noticed of you is that you are someone who has truly, truly walked the walk. Like you embody everything that you teach, that you preach. It's almost like if you don't put it into practice in your own life, you don't teach it. And that's something that I've seen in you time and time again. And I just want to reflect that back to you. And I want to know, like, where did that come from? Hmm. Great question. Well, and thank you for seeing that in me. I appreciate that. That's, that's actually really nice to hear. Uh, I'd say the first half of it was overcompensationary success. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> so like, it looks great on the outside uh, on the inside, it was slowly exhausting the hell out of me. Um, and then the second half would be me really taking my healing seriously. And, um, you know, I had, I had my own kind of I guess definitions of what I thought success was back then. And, and I know you, you probably have a lot of guests that kind of go into that definition and, and everyone talks about impact and everyone talks about contribution and all mm -hmm. these things. And, 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 you know, I got to a point where I'm like, I don't want this to just be a buzzword, right. you know, like if I'm doing this, what am I doing it for? Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I think I'll come from our intention is so important. Mm -hmm. And when I started to experience with myself, I started to experience relationship struggles. It's tough when you're like, you know, you, you built this identity of <laughs> Mr. Success, you know, mm -hmm. and you got all these people giving you pats on the back. Uh, you know, you're in America. So you know what it's like mm -hmm. when I went to America, Australia is pretty like chill, casual, right. should be right, mate. And then I go to America and it's like Joe Brown addicted to success, 300 million views and all this. And, and like people are clapping. It's like mm -hmm. this different vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it was a lot of leading with the edification, a lot of leading with the, what, what I did and what I have. Mm -hmm. And I put so much value on that. And it was a big mistake mm -hmm. because when I was in high school, I was bullied and, you know, I, I hate injustice mm -hmm. just as much as you do too. Right. I'm sure I see, see what you post. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is not okay. And there were bullies going around school, picking on all the kids. And one day I was like, well, I'm confident. And I know Capoeira, the Brazilian martial arts. I <laughs> yeah. know 
I know jujitsu and boxing. So I just started standing up to him going, you know, back down, like leave these people alone. And mm-hmm. I then became the target, you know, it was a new challenge for them. So my high school life was bullying and pretty much every day. And um, I ended up dropping out of high school, mm-hmm. you know, I got into a massive fight and it ended up the police got involved and then the courts got involved. Um, you know, I was defending myself, but it just got really bad. My whole white school shirt was covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Face was busted up. I got jumped by a bunch of guys. And, and that was a, like a defining point for me where I looked and I was like, I've hit the fork in the road. It's either I become the victim or the victor. And at the mm-hmm. time, my best option with the tools that I had was the victor means go and prove everybody wrong. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got into the music industry, did really well in that space, radio, DJing, producing, managing artists, songwriters. We went out to America, signed a subsidiary deal under Atlantic Records, did the whole red carpet thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just started feeling empty and I couldn't explain it. And at first I was like, I might be just being ungrateful, but I was feeling this tap on my shoulder from God. It was, a, I called the whispers of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I was like, Joel, you're not meant to be here. You've got a next chapter. Mm-hmm. And it was then, you know, addicted to success. And we look at that, like the definition of success for me at the time was, you know, achieve as much as you can, right? And get the things. And money was my motivation because I didn't have as much money back then. So that was like a big driver. But once I got those things, I experienced this classic feeling of freedom when I went in and told my pain in the ass boss is costing me too much to be here. And it was like, well, okay, I've got the feeling of freedom now and I can travel where I want. But once I did that, I was like, what's next? So I was just in this continuous, like there was this never ending, like end of the rainbow that I kept trying to reach. And, mm-hmm. and, and the more that I did that, the more I started to actually worry that I'd never find what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, and here I am, man, uh, here I am now, like working through the relationship stuff that I worked through, healing my relationship with my parents, going through 10 different layers of trauma and just reconciling with it and realizing my drivers as I was doing that were shifting. And I no longer had the intention to do it for the sake of feeling a void and lack. My desires changed. Mm -hmm. I came more into creation. I came more into acceptance and understanding and actually valuing sitting with people and actually listening to their stories. And it's like time started to slow down and I was more present with life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I have my days just Mm -hmm. like you and anybody that's listening. Uh, But I would say that I I definitely went next level when I worked through my trauma and spiritual connection with God too. That's a huge one. You know, that spiritual transcendence, it goes even deeper than self-development itself. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that. And I tried to kind of in a nutshell it for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the journey. I think it's really good for people to understand where we come from because it's really easy to just look at our Instagram accounts and assume that we were overnight successes. They don't see the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into it. They don't see the effort, the energy, the devotion, and what goes on behind the scenes. So it's really important for people to understand that. Um, there's a lot of inner work that goes into us. There's a lot of healing. There's a lot of self-reflection. And I also love that you brought up the spirituality because, um, you know, in the personal development space, we also have the spiritual development space and what's interesting. I mean, we come from different religious backgrounds. Um, I've always considered myself to be very open to all religions and deeply spiritual, but somehow the spiritual side of the personal development industry, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem to really go deep. 
it seems like a lot of it is just surface level. It's based on like manifestation, manifest your desires and, and all of this surface level stuff that's actually associated with, um, receiving external rewards, which has always been really interesting to me. And you, I mean, I want to say recently, but I think it's been a couple of years since you came out of the religious closet. Like six, six years. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, when I, we first met, there was none of that mentioned in your feed yeah. and you, yeah. you had accumulated a very large audience. What was it like for you to come out and, you know, start talking about the Bible and start talking about Jesus Christ, knowing that you have this large yeah. audience to whom you've never shared this with before? Yeah. Okay. This is great. I'm, I'm really happy that you've brought this into the conversation because it's, it's an area that I think um, people can count out very quickly, especially if they've had a very uh, challenging experience with religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a disclaimer, I'm not about religion. Mm-hmm. I'm about relationship with God, which is very different to religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, religion makes it very tough to have these type of conversations because mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, even with Christians, like Christians can be very much in their legalism. And um, this is not, I'm not saying like individually, and it goes for any, any kind of movement of any sort individually. It's, it's case by case, person mm-hmm. by person. That's how I meet it. Yeah. Uh, but like institution wise, they've got a lot to, to answer for, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in history where it was used for power mongering and, and it's fear driven and control and greed, you know, anything with, with a, you know, like a man-made structure, if mm-hmm. in, the, in the heart of man, that's not in a, in a place of forgiveness and healing will often, um, act out of our scarcity and, and come from greed and selfishness. I think it's why we've got so many problems in this world today. Mm-hmm. Like people say like, we've got a race war and we've got this war. And I'm, I, I look at it like we actually have a sin problem. That's our problem mm. at heart. We've got these selfish desires mm. where, you know, what Christ calls us to do is to sit down and break bread, to be in communion. So it's to seek, to understand each other, to forgive mm-hmm. one another, to love one another, you know, as much as you're called to love yourself and, and your creator. And so, I think in that it holds you to such a higher standard in life. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that people that don't believe in Christ don't have good morals or good values. I think that it's of massive importance for you at some point in your life. Maybe some people, and I hear some people finally kind of ask the question or start going in when they're like backs against the wall. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't, they, they get to a point where they feel like I've tried all these things and I want to go deeper into something. And they start looking out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people that have said to me, Joe, I've met Christ through ayahuasca experiences mm-hmm. and they're full blown, like in their relationship with Jesus and like fully like they're represented. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, you had it in, during ayahuasca. <laughs> Who am I to judge and say like, no, you can't do that. Cause that's not, I, I don't know. But if someone continued to, uh, be in a space where they constantly are, are like trying to use all these different methods to try then it's like, well, you're still searching, but me in my own experience, all I can say is like, what I know is in order to form a belief and actually like really look at it. Right. And to mm-hmm. say, cause we can all just say, I have a belief. It's like, okay, cool. Well, if we were to pull this apart, let's deconstruct the belief. There's a few different aspects that forms a belief. One is experiential relevance. Okay. So if I said to you, Ruby, you know, I've seen prayers answered and I've, I've also witnessed miracles unfold before my eyes and I've felt the presence of Jesus. You're like, well, that's great, Joel, but I haven't experienced that, mm-hmm. right? 
So, so it doesn't necessarily tick the box yet, right? Yeah. So what we do is we look at the second aspect. The second aspect is logical consistency. Mm. And what we do is we look at it and go, okay, what are the basis of us to understand this belief system, whatever belief system it is, mm-hmm. let's pull this apart. Are there scriptures? Are there references? Are there teachings? Like, let's look at it and cross-reference and actually look from, from over here to something that was written over here. Like, do they actually, is there, is there coherence there, mm-hmm. right? Does it actually make sense? Does it cohere? And then, you know, you've got to have some sort of a case. It's no good just like adopting a belief. Like, let's mm-hmm. challenge it. If a belief is true, it has truth behind it, then it should stand the test of time and should be tested in every angle. That just increases the quality of the belief. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, we have empirical evidence, which means that if you were to trace it back through history and look at it, like, are there certain landmarks, events, things that have happened that cohere as well within those claims that actually make sense to it being a legitimate thing, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, all this is up to debate. As you look at every single belief system, if you dig deep enough, you've got like split factions that will argue that this it's this way and it's that way because we also have perceptions. Mm-hmm. And that's why I truly believe we've got to have that personal relationship too, that if we all just look through the same lens, I, I'm very careful within my own belief to not judge someone by the lens they wear because they could be specializing in understanding a certain aspect that I'm not seeing yet. Yeah. So we can all teach each other through conversation Mm-hmm. And if I'm insecure about my belief, I'm going to try and convince you that what I believe is true. Right. If I'm secure in it and I'm confident, but I'm also open to go like, yeah, like come to me and debate and bring like, let's go. Cause I'd love to just test it iron mm-hmm. for iron, right? Like temper it and see if this thing bends. Mm-hmm. And if you share things with me and you, at the end of it, you're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't really see legitimacy in that. If I feel frustrated the fact that you don't feel legitimacy in it it means i'm insecure about my belief and i need you to agree with me in order for me to believe it more Mm -hmm. right this is what a lot of people do and i love especially today especially right now oh my gosh (laughs) today is so fractioned it's crazy and 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 i'll tell you why and we'll break it i'm going to break the belief thing now because i want people to really on this maybe we could do this like people can pull this apart and actually challenge their belief system today yeah let's do it and then i'll break down why we're in the situation we're in now Mm -hmm we look philosophically at what's happening in the world. So in order to actually really test a belief system, you've got those three aspects, but if we go even deeper, every, every belief system should be tested with these four points origin. Okay. Origin is where did it come from? Who made it up? Right. Or has it come from groups of people? Has it got some sort of an entry point where that came into space and people went, yep, that's God, or that's, um, the Messiah or that's, you know, this, this guru or whatever it may be. So let's have a look at that. Where did it come mm-hmm. from? Okay. Second part is meaning. What's the meaning behind it? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it run by a cult and is it meaningless and only f- to fulfill a cult leader in order for pe- that person to get pumped up? Or does it actually have deeper meaning that actually has philosophical edges and has compassion to it. Like, what is it here? Right. Mm-hmm. So origin meaning. And then the next one is morality. Is it moral? Cause some belief systems straight up are not moral. It's mm-hmm. like kill that person. If they don't believe what you, but that's not moral. We know that as humans, <laughs> some belief systems just should not be in humanity. Right. right. And then the last point is destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So destiny is where are we going with this? Right. What happens when I die? And these are the questions. Who am I? Why am I here? 
Um, what can I do while I'm here with my potential and what happens mm -hmm. when I die? These are, these are deep philosophical existential questions that some of the most intelligent people in this world still scratch their head with, mm -hmm. you know? So, and like, I don't know, maybe I got a little bit bored with some elements of self-development. I went like, I want to go deeper. Like what makes a young uh, child that grew up in the middle of Syria that, and I heard this story, this, this child was caught and he got pulled into jail. He, he was found with a bomb on him. He was going to blow himself up in the name of his God. Mm. And there was this conversation with him. I was like, well, why? Like, where did, it, where did this come from? And this kid said, what would you do if from the day you were born, from the moment you could walk, that your father held you by your hand and walked you up that dune and pointed out of that city and said, your purpose is to kill those mm. non-believers. He's like, if that was your only world that you knew, what else would you think? Right. Mm -hmm. And I like these type of stories I hear, I'm like, man, I can have compassion for that because yeah. it's like, who's to say, like, if I, if I was brought up in the middle of Africa around black magic, like that's all I'd know, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I do truly believe that God knows what's on our heart and he weighs accordingly. He's a fair and a just God, you know, and everyone's having their own different experiences. But I think it's not the fact of like, oh, do you know it? And then you be saved. It's not that. It, to me, it's like to know him is to live an even deeper and fuller life because of the standards that you're held to. And it's not out of fear. And this is the thing that I hate about religion. Mm -hmm. It's especially in certain institutions and systems. Uh, a lot of it is to like create this separation from God. It's like, you've got to have an intermediary that has nothing to do with God to try and have to like connect with. And then there's like falsities and distortions in truth. And then on top of it, it's, it's power mongering and fear driven. And, you know, it, it develops this kind of like you're, you're thinking of God as a narcissistic or a psychopathic dictator. That's an mm -hmm. authoritarian that wants to control you. Mm -hmm. And you've just got to submit. I don't see God like that. Because when I look at Jesus, I see God incarnate. I see the example of what it means that every other um, religion in that way of that pagan view teaches us, you've got to walk all the way up the mountain and try and, you know, through traditions, rituals to try and win your love, the love of your creator. Whereas Jesus is the complete opposite of that narrative. He says, I'm God. I came down the mountain to meet with you, to be in relationship with you. Mm. So the, yeah. how, like what we worship, we become. Mm -hmm. So I look at that. I'm like, man, if I want to walk in an incredible way, like Christ did in compassion and love, the healing, the, the sacrificial mission he was on for, for a greater cause, like pff, that's top notch. That's like, you know, I think Tony Robbins is great. And you know, like <laughs> Elon Musk, but, but I'm like, Jesus, man, Jesus is the one that walked the earth in that, in that love and that perfection. And, and he, he overcame the matrix of this world. You know, he's, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Cause he's showing a way that we can overcome it. Like he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It that's, I think for me, and I'm going to speak for some of our listeners too. Um, thank you for that perspective. I think that there is yeah. so much trauma around religious upbringing, you know, yeah, I've had absolutely. so many clients who have had tra traumatic upbringings due to the religious structures and systems yeah. that they were raised in. And, you know, even just in my religion that I was raised in Sikhism and in other religions that I've studied, you know, like Hinduism and Vedic, it's the actual scriptures are so beautiful and mm, yeah. so open and so divine. Mm. And it's like the human beings who create the systems around the, around the scriptures are the ones who kind of fuck it up <laughs> because yeah, yeah, they yeah. start to involve the ego. 
now all of a sudden it becomes this ego fear driven. Like if you don't follow what's written in the scripture, then you will be punished. But it's like, where in that, did you, did you read that? And so we grow, we, at least our generation. And what I've noticed is a lot of us has have grown up with that fear of like, we do good so that we can have good things happen. And if we do bad, then bad things are going to happen. And it's this really weird, um, way to grow up. Cause it's kind of like this, um, psychological mi- miniature psychological warfare that we're putting ourselves through our entire lives. And I know for me, like I grew up in my religion, I was praying and, and then I, I hit rock bottom and I was yeah. questioning where God was. And so I went the complete opposite direction, stopped believing in God and then yeah. found spirituality and it took until just like a few years ago that I was able to say the word God again, Yeah, that I could yeah. read about other religion, other scriptures. Again, I could read the words, Jesus Christ right. or, or any, anyone else and not feel um, like a resistance to it. Yeah. And I think that it's so important because I don't know, like to me to live this human existence without believing in something greater, mm. I just, uh, I, I don't, I, I remember being in that place for a very minute portion of my life, but to live my entire life like that, I don't know, like that, that feels like, uh, it feels incomplete. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel, you know, I think, um, one of my big struggles was, I would often go around just mix mashing everything and we call it salad bar spirituality. It's kind of like going and picking the best of the best of the best. And it's like avoiding like reality and like absolute, you know, Mm -hmm. cause there is absolute truths in the universe too. We have preferences, beliefs, perceptions. We also have exclusive truths. And it was like, Oh, that exclusive truth there. That's kind of hurt. Like, I don't know if I want that one, Mm -hmm. but I'll pick this other one that makes me feel good. And the other one that makes me sound good. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like a mix mash, but the, the problem that I experienced, and this is my experience, right. Was I felt myself going deeper and deeper down rabbit holes to try and find, and I started to find, I was coming out of cohesiveness and I was mix mashing all these different systems and things of trying to pick the best stuff. But then it would just confuse me because there was no sense point anymore. Mm. What I found when I came to Christ and mine was purely through just literally like I got to a breaking point, I just dropped to my knees and I'm like, Jesus, you know, if you are the truth, if you are the way, I don't want to know religion. I don't want to know institution. I don't want to know societal structure. Like I just want to know you and I want you to reveal yourself to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, Ruby, like I had like within days, I had incredible experiences. Like I, I was in around some of the darkish, like new agey stuff and and I started to notice myself finding like, I'm like, man, I'm spiritually binding to certain things that have got me trapped in a way of thinking that was keeping me in scarcity. That was keeping mm-hmm. me in a place of fear that was keeping me like worrying about. And, and I can't deny the spiritual world. I've seen it. I've seen it right. with my eyes. I've seen people's, I've seen people possessed. I've seen people's bodies convulsing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen people that have gone through spiritual torture. I know friends that have committed suicide that have gone so deep into a dark hole around it that it's, it's not pretty, you know? So to me, it's like, well, I've seen both sides of the coin now. It's, there's a contrast. Mm-hmm. And what I found when I really just, just really open myself up. Cause Christ says, you know, like when I knock on the door, you can open it and I'll come in. It's like, he doesn't force himself into your, mm-hmm. your life. 
And what I found was I, re- I realized I was chasing all these like concepts of God, but I never knew God, Christ as a being, God as a being. And when I actually started to experience this relationship, I know him as a living being. Mm. And I stopped chasing. Like I was able to stand still. And it said in the scriptures, it says, come and rest in me, find peace in me. And I found it. And it was like this upwards growth of feeling like, wow. Like the narrative of what's unfolded, taking complete religion out of the picture, institution, just, just you know, relationship with Christ and the way that he taught. Because he didn't even call it Christianity. The Romans called it little mm-hmm. Christ, Christians. He called it the way and his disciples referred to it as the way. That's it. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the religious hung him on the cross. He was mm-hmm. crucified. The word crucifixion comes from the word excruciating. It was the worst way to die. Mm-hmm. And so they did that, you know, he resurrected. And, and from there, that's when it blew up because these people saw truth. When he said, I will, he didn't say I spiritually resurrect. He said, I will bodily resurrect. Mm-hmm. You have these, these 12 disciples, 11 of them were pussies. They ran and hid because I was so scared. John mm-hmm. stood by the cross with, with his mother, Mary. And then for those 11 after that to then go and travel and disperse out into the world and be assassinated for their beliefs they saw something mm. no yeah. one would have gone, like, unless they saw the truth of like, this is possible. And they were willing to go like Peter was hung upside down on the cross. He didn't want to be hung like Jesus. He said, hang me upside down, not like my Lord and savior. And you have Thomas who went to India, who was speared to death. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have a lot of them were beheaded. It's, and I know it sounds intense, but it's like, what makes somebody that was scared, so scared before that now goes out with this courage that you've never seen that were willing to die that these Christians that were burned in the Colosseum and fed to lions, they were singing worship songs while they were burned alive. And Romans were converting in the audience that were seeing this happen. Mm-hmm. Powerful spiritually. Yeah. Like maybe we don't experience these type of things now, but it's like that spiritual presence still exists. Well, I was going to say, I, I think we are experiencing a level of that right now. Um, oh, yeah. The amount of people that I've seen choosing to show up online and take a stand for what they believe for what they feel is right for justice um people that would have never dared speak up about anything are now finding themselves faced with i cannot not say anything like i need to speak up at the risk of losing family members at the risk of losing loved ones at the risk mm-hmm. of finding myself all alone because my beliefs differ so differently than the one than the people I love I risk it all you know yeah. and we're seeing this happening right now um mm-hmm. so there is a level to which this is happening and I believe it's like you know and this this comes to the discussion of truths and and beliefs like for me I can I can say that I am seeing what I believe is the truth beyond Mm -hmm. the veil of the illusion that is being shown to the world. However, one can then argue that that truth is subjective. That's what you're seeing due to your perceptions, due to your belief systems. And I feel like that's what we're all doing right now. And truth is such an interesting topic. Like I even posted about it again today because I love the discussions that come from it. It's like, what is truth? If truth was just something that was distinguished by man, like someone just decided this is going to be the truth because enough people agree that this is the truth. So this is the truth versus like, this is just how we are perceiving things. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's definitely to this point. Like I 
love that we can go there in this conversation. This is so dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, because I got, you know, sometimes I get in these podcasts and we talk about business and that's great. But like this here is next level and I love it. Um, so yeah, there's so many different routes we could take with this conversation, but to really keep it centered in, in, in this, you know, point of truth. Mm-hmm. We are in the debacle and the chaos that we're in right now because of the loss of grounding in something that's centered, right? We've lost our compass. That's where we're at in society. Um, and this is all, this is my opinion, guys. This is my opinion based off my experience that feels the most alive in me, that feels most powerful in me, that so far has given evidence in my reality that things are clicking, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't have all the pieces, right? I'm still putting them together just like you and I. Um, But I do make it my business to investigate. I do make it my business to reason. I do study history. I study philosophy, study theology. Like I get into the trenches because Mm -hmm. it's important. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not to be right. It's because I like to be well-informed to be able to make sense of the world because I think I can be an even more potent leader, as mm-hmm. your book is, yep. <laughs> potent leadership. Uh, when I'm w- more informed to be able to guide and lead, it's a big responsibility to be a leader. You know, you can't just give yourself the title, it's earned, right? And so, you know, from, from what I see is what's happened if you look at the, the structures in society is we were in a pre-modern world, then we were in the modernist space and time and then we move to postmodernism, and we're, we're like moved through these different brackets of philosophies and understandings and the way that we do business and the way that we see uh communication in society and what we've done is we we've, we moved into what we call the post-truth world where people have gone anything that for whatever reason for the last four thousand five thousand years has been this way eh, it's archaic now let's throw it out and so there's a, there's a saying, and I've heard this um, guy called Ravi share this. He says like, you know, when someone comes over to a fence line and they say, we need to get this thing out the way. The first question you should ask is why is that there in the first place? Mm-hmm. Right. And some people have a perspective and I understand it. And sometimes it, it can be like a more of a left minded type of perspective or leftist. If you were to class it, I hate class and stuff like this, mm-hmm. but but it's like a, a conservative type of mindset would say, no, we need to see like, why was it there in the first place? We don't want it moved because it's there for a reason. And somebody with what you would call maybe progressive type of mindset, liberal type of mindset may go, well, we don't like walls. Let's take it down. Mm-hmm. We don't like these. Let's take it down. And that was obviously a huge debate that happened around the, the, the you know, government with, with, you know, Trump and, and then like Biden and now they're apparently they're building the wall back and so on. And, and, and I get like how people can see it as division. I can also get why it's important to have it to like keep America doing its thing and looking after their people. So now we're in a place where you've got two sides just fighting it out over like my ideology is better than yours. Mm-hmm. And what, what happens here is, and this is why I said like Christ if you got left and the right Christ is like the way that he teaches and the way that he showed up in life. And his example is he's like the beautiful land in the middle. And he's just like, just do your thing in the center here. Let's, you know, and it's so tough as humans to not identify just even just a little bit with one more than the other. It's so tough for us because that's what's being pumped in our direction and go, these are your only two options. Right. And what, what I believe what I've been called to with Christ is to stay in the middle right? And like seek to be with on, on both sides. And it's really tough. I've got to admit that. Mm-hmm. But when I look at it like when you scrap what we call as truth and you say, mm, we don't want things that are exclusive anymore. We don't like it. It's archaic. It's rigid. We want this progressiveness. The problem that 
comes in is it opens a can of worms because on the outside, it sounds good because what we have after we move from post-truth is we have preference culture. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, well, I think this and I'm this and I'm that. And I think that that's how it should be. And it's like, okay, well, so you're happy because you're, because what you think and what you feel and what you say should all be accepted. And that's great. Mm -hmm. And I can acknowledge you and accept you. But when I'm forced to celebrate your beliefs and your truths, and now mine is becoming valid. What we have now is we have two people with two different preferences that are now beefing it out. Mm -hmm. And imagine that happening with 8 billion people. Yeah. This is the biggest concern that I have looking at the way that culture is shifting is we're moving into preference and everyone thinks it sounds great, but ultimately when you study history, this is not good. No, it this is, is actually, good. it's quite maddening. Um, it, it, it's like disrupting, it's, it's disrupting the harmony that the innate harmony that we have as human beings. And yeah. it's like the way I see it is people love to attach themselves to a label because yeah. it also fulfills that need for belonging. Like we want to belong to something and right. people can also attach themselves to a label because one label may sound better than the other. And they do that out of fear of rejection or fear of being yeah. judged or, or fear of being abandoned. And, and now in real life, fear of being censored, fear of being you know, banned <laughs> offline, fear of being deleted off of the internet. And, and we're seeing this at such a, a mass scale and the divide continues to grow. And, and I agree with you. It's so hard to be in the middle. You know, I went yeah. from, uh, for example, one example of just how my matrix shattered last year is I went from one political side to another, and I never thought that would happen, but I swung the pendulum way on, over to the other side. And it took me a moment to find my way back into the center to yeah. understand that there's, there's a, a bigger conversation to be had. And the reason why the conversation isn't isn't happening is because people are so stuck on these beliefs that they have, um, yeah. not quite even understanding fully why, which makes mm -hmm. it really difficult to have intelligent and critical conversations because when you don't really fully understand what it is that you're taking a stand for, you end up showing up in a, in a reactive state which is what we're seeing. People yeah. are reacting and not responding to one another. They are yeah. reacting towards each other. And it's really, it's, it's disheartening to witness. Um, I've had to take a lot of social media breaks, a lot of time offline and um, a lot of time for introspection just to observe myself and, and, and notice all the ways in which I have also contributed to this. Yeah. And how can I then pull myself back and be in that gray area for all things? Yeah, I, I get it. Look, I'm anti-vax, you know, and <clears throat> I'm not anti-all-vax, just to make be clear. Mm -hmm. I'm anti-this one, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, many, many reasons, and, and we probably take up the whole episode going into it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, as much as, a, as that is what I truly believe, um, I was speaking to one of my friends the other day and he's seen me post things and he's like, man, like I'm thinking like, maybe I'll get it. And, um, and I just asked him, I didn't judge. I just go, you know, okay, why, why, why would that be your decision? Like, why is it important mm -hmm. to you? 
Because I think you can't have a constructive conversation if you're judging, right? Like when right, totally. you have a question, he came to me for a reason and wanted to bring it up. And I mm -hmm. said, look, you obviously got concerns, right? And you're asking me a question. And I like when I studied, it's called apologetics, which is I used to debate in forums with people of all sorts of belief systems. That's what actually helped me to be compassionate mm -hmm. to other beliefs. And I, and I really started to realize like, I'm like, man, we can learn so much from each mm -hmm. other. You know, I've, I've, I've talked about Christ with atheists, Satanists, uh, Muslims, uh, Buddhists, Taoists. Like we've just, we've gone into it, you know, yeah. like witches. And so like, we've had these conversations. It's, it's cool. Actually, to be honest, I like having those conversations mm -hmm. with people of all walks because we all learn from each other. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I always remember what I learned was behind every question is the questioner. Mm -hmm. And we forget that sometimes we hear and we just want to attack what that yeah. idea is or that statement is instead of actually bridging the head with the heart and going, wait a minute, there's, there's something here, there's a concern and we get to open this up, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest mistakes we're making now. And it's tough because we can be in our righteousness. But I said to my friend, I go, the things that I share, you've seen it. You know, have you done your research? Have you looked into and where have you researched? Just to be clear, because people can say, yeah, mm -hmm. I've done the research. That what they watch mainstream media. Right. You listen to people in an echo chamber of, um, doctors that are getting paid through big pharma or doctors that are like are scared to be silent. So they just keep going with the narrative. And so I got clear on that and I could tell he was in a bit of an echo chamber. And I just said to him, he's like, well, yeah, you know, cause you share it. But I think, and I said, I can send you some videos and he goes, well, you could share it. But I think like, ultimately I really need to travel. And I asked him, is your life worth that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, why do we have to be so rational? That's my question, bro. Cause like, if you could, do you have time? Like, do you have time to play this one out another year even, mm -hmm. or maybe two years? Like, do you have time to just let it play and kind of see yeah. what unfolds to see? Because the research hasn't been done yet. Mm -hmm. You're literally throwing yourself down as an experiment, as a guinea pig. Mm -hmm. And there's for sure side effects. And it looks like it's outweighing the, it's like the solution's worse than the problem, right? Right. And so, and this is subjective because I, you know, I've had people that have died from COVID and I know, I know actually, to be honest, I know more people that have died from the vaccine and had injuries and had to go to hospital and have permanent mm -hmm. damage now from it. I have over 60 something messages in my inbox that have come through of people saying this happened and they're suppressing it, which is concerning. Mm -hmm. Why would you hide something? Right. Yeah. So, so, we, you know, we talked about these and raised the concerns and I, I said to him, I said, this is the one thing, bro, that I'm quite happy to be wrong about. Like these are one of the things that like, if I'm wrong, that means it's even better for humanity because the things that I'm touting about uh, this, this, you know, experimental shot that if, if I'm wrong and more people are actually better off with it, then I'm totally, I'm totally fine to take the L. Right. And, and I'll, and I'll admit to be, okay. It's, it's we've, we've, we've been here for two years now and everyone's still, you know, poking about and everything's mm -hmm. all good. I'll take that on the chin. Mm -hmm. uh, but I said, but I have a very strong feeling and conviction that I'm not wrong in mm -hmm. this and that's concerning. And that's why we're having this conversation. Right. But see, you were able, he was open to the conversation and you opened it up with a question. And I think that that's, you know, that's the part where we're being met with, with people just butting heads. Um, because one, maybe they just don't know enough about the decisions that they're making. And so out of fear, they just react when you try and ask questions. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of parents who are struggling with the decision around their kids. Um, oh, yeah. and, and it's, it, you know, I can't even imagine what that must be like, especially for someone who isn't privy to, 
or who hasn't cultivated a habit of doing their own research and is just subjected to mainstream media. I mean, it's crazy when uh, Kevin and I were just traveling and we went on a road trip and for four nights on the, on the way there and on the way back, we stayed in hotels and we turned the TV on. We haven't watched like regular TV in years, years. Like we haven't had regular TV. The commercials were horrific. Oh yeah. There was this one commercial that was obviously targeting kids and it just featured kids and teenagers having fun and saying, this is what life's going to be life after the shot. And it was, it was, I mean, this is what people are being exposed to. Um, Mm. But what I have noticed just in having conversations, because a lot of people slide into my DMS, I've had a lot of conversations with family members, the ones who are making who are choosing to take a certain action. Mm. It's not really based on their own belief. It's based on fear and they cannot have a conversation because then it feels like you're challenging them. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that's what we're seeing in the online space. And I think that's why it's so hard to have these types of conversations, not just about this issue, but about many issues in our world that have come up in the last two years. Mm. It's like Mm. people forgot how to have conversations and this is how we learn. Yeah. We're in this massive defense mode right now. And I think it it, it comes with this uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. I I saw something the other day. It might've been from Aldous Huxley or George Orwell, one of those great Mm -hmm. prophetic philosophers. And it was something along the lines of, you know, the majority tend to tend to opt in for uh, following the rules of the government, uh, typically because it brings them some sort of like temporary certainty, even if it means that their freedoms are put on the back burner, they'll quite happily take that because to live in uncertainty is too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now on the flip side of it, and I've noticed this, those that I feel are in a, that have committed to a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So those that are in more spiritual growth, they're kind of seeing things from more of just, not just, this is what's on the news and media, but they're looking at the bigger, bigger mm-hmm. picture of everything going, there's a spiritual battle at play. There's, mm-hmm. there's, I believe in principalities and powers. I witnessed it was totally in total denial before I witnessed it. And now I'm like, no, there's definitely a, another paradigm that we mm-hmm. get to consider. Um, and there's a play right now. There's good and evil playing itself out. Mm-hmm. And, and the, in the heart of men, there's, there's a lot of greed and there's power and there's people that are opportunistic and capitalistic on times where that it's not to say that they all, there's like a special six people that got together, that, you know, did this whole entire thing, maybe, mm-hmm. but there are people that will take opportunities when the windows open mm-hmm. to make more money and to screw everybody else, you know, like yeah. that does happen. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I look at it and I think a lot of people I know that are spiritually minded, and committed to that growth and also entrepreneurial minded where we have been in more of the practice of un- like detaching from relying on society systems mm-hmm. like nine to five job and governmental um, pushes and things of that nature. And, and we've gone and carved our own paths mm-hmm. and we're, we've gone to try the alternatives and we've tried the left the field and we're quite happy to get uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. So I, I am seeing more resistance coming from those that are spiritually more spiritually committed and those that are more entrepreneurial minded that are like, yeah, I'm not just going to buy this. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time to sit around watching the news. 
Right. Like a lot of people I've spoken to and I'll ask like, you, do you watch mainstream media? Do you watch the news? Like where, you know, where, and a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. And, and, th- and it's called programming for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, see, and it's like, can you not like, even if you don't think the backs is a thing and you, you don't think there's spiritual things at play, like you've got to admit there's something weird going on here. Like it's not adding up. The fact that people are getting silence and cancer. My, my dad has been an emergency nursing, mm-hmm. a nurse in hospitals for like 30 years. He was told by the hospital that if he shares anything, everyone at the hospital, if you share mm-hmm. anything that's anti-vax or share HCQ or ivermectin, you'll be fired. Yeah. And that, that's not coming from the hospital. That's coming from higher up. That's coming mm-hmm. from the big dogs at the top that got international governance controlling powers as a health body mm-hmm. who as mm-hmm. cdc that now has the power over because it's in a, a pandemic emergency over governments and everything else mm-hmm. so it's like people even if they do believe that it's no good and that don't want to encourage it they have to just shut up mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. like trying to get me on the mask thing when you put the mask it's a form of slavery straight up slavery yeah. It's a visual and it's a visual now for this. I don't care. Like I right. see it's, it's to submit. It is. And it's a visual representation of submission of compliance. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah it, all of this is just psychological warfare. And I feel, um, I, I agree. I think that those with more of a spiritual backbone, those with the entrepreneurial spirit, those who have taught themselves to think for themselves and yeah. detach from the matrix and the collective programming are the ones who are questioning things right now. And those yeah. who haven't have yet to do that are the ones who are abiding, complying, obeying out of yeah. fear because it's easier. It's not as hard. Um, it's easy to comply. It's easy to submit. Uh, you know, it, it's exhausting yeah. to be in the uncertainty to take a stand. It's hard. Um, but at the end of the day, they're really just giving into fear. And, yeah. and that's, and that right now is the most, um, is the thing that really is uh, infecting humanity at this moment yeah. is the fear, you know? Yeah. And I love how they use like the word for the greater good or the greater cause. It's like, it's a strong arm, you know, it's to, to yeah. kind of guilt people into, we've got to do this. To What's interesting that I see like with Christ, right? Like Christ teaches to love humanity, like mm-hmm. human to human, like love one another. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and very much so it's about putting each other first. Yeah. And, and then, and then what you've got is from this opposite, I call it antichrist, but you could call it like, maybe like atheistic mm-hmm. or even like godless view of the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what tends to come into play then is we need to save the world, like earth planet. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and when I say this as a disclaimer, I do believe we have a responsibility to look after God's creation. I really yes. do. Yeah, we do. Um, but, but it's almost like planet over people kind mm-hmm. of, that's kind of the route that they've taken with it is like, Oh, well, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's worth losing a, you know, a couple of billy, mm-hmm. couple of billy people for the sake of the planet. You know, we want more resource. It's, and this is where this whole climate emergency mm-hmm. starts to come into play. And this is how you get a majority of the secular world, which is, they don't necessarily have to be believers in a certain, but it's just like everyday, any people of all walks that will just go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We're going to look after the planet. And they funnel everybody in like a freaking email system. Mm-hmm right? Funneling all these leads into their funnel. The worst thing that I believe that could come into play is centralization. Oh, 100%. The question is who's at the top that determines what turns on and off. And, you know, all I have to do is look as far as the scriptures in Genesis, 
it, there was this time where they tried to build the tower of Babel and it was like, mm. we're going to build the tower of Babel to reach God. And it was this real, like everybody coming together to kind of like go it, go it, you know, like we're going to build this and be the greatest. And it was full of greed. And it was full of, you know, selfishness and pride and God went nah, and he dispersed and it was split into different languages, whether you believe it or not, this is the narr- like the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, if you look at it literally or figuratively, it's just like, it's a great representation of what's happening now. Yeah. So it, the languages are split and then people, people are like, Oh, well, we can only communicate with the people that can actually understand us. So they split off and disperse right mm-hmm. now. Why did God do that? Well, because it's not a good idea to have a whole bunch of good people and a whole bunch of evil people coming together because it dilutes. Right. So yes, we play our part, salt and light of the earth. We get to be the good in that earth and be their example. And then people come around in their own decision to be of that when it's like, come together to, to force and coercion. That's when we start to have problems and God knew that. Mm-hmm. And so we look at what's happening now. We're building this technocracy. We're building a literal technological tower of Babel again. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is we've become more godless. It's become more lawless. It's become more godless. They're taking this staple and this principle of actually just having a connection to, like you said, something higher than yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we as humans just need to save everything and save ourselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not considering your origins of where you initially came from. You were designed and, and, and you have a loving God that wants you to be in your highest form. And now you're willing to sacrifice humans for the sake of a planet, which God can like, it's a disposable planet at the end of it. It's like God, mm-hmm. like if we all died off, the planet will go back and do its thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like, I just think so much has been flipped upside down. It's been reversed. It's like, we're trying old things that never worked like communism, Marxism, socialism. They're basically mm-hmm. very, very similar. I know they're different, but similar. And they're just, got, they're all isms that should have been wasms, right? I don't know why these concepts are trying to come back into play, mm-hmm. but I think, like to look at it from a perspective and I just want to share my insight. I think if anybody would like to consider this, God operates in kingdoms, right? The kingdom of God. And when Christ came, he he says the straight line in Matthew, he says, my purpose is to spread the good news of the kingdom of God. That's the good news is the gospel. Like I'm here as the remedy because this world is infected and I'm here to bring you a remedy to show you the way so you can escape this matrix. Mm -hmm. And here I've done it. I'll show you, I can do it and you can follow me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I believe is we've had this experience as humans where we've had humanism, deism, um, socialism, communism, right? And the Mm -hmm. best bet that we have is democracy. And Mm -hmm. even that is built off distrust. Mm -hmm. It's built off whoever gets the most popular votes or gets rigged in is the one that wins, wins the seat. But then they don't have to commit to anything that they said they were going to do in their, in their presidential race. Mm -hmm. So now there's no trust. And so this is why you get the bickering. And that's why we'll always have left and right. That's why we'll always have division. And I really do believe there's at some point, like I believe in the second coming of Christ. I believe that that's, that's what comes as revelations prophesies that eventually Christ has to come to create a new earth with us. Because what happens is you have, you have like, we've gone through this experience of trying everything in our human faculties and agencies to create our governments and our systems to only find at the end of it all that when we do have the invitation to come in to be with God in his kingdom, that we're not going to actually try and like Lucifer did in the beginning, try and create another system. We're not going to do that because we know our systems don't work and that he has the ultimate system, but it's like a kid that you go, let it go out and walk and let it ride its bike, let it learn so that it can see so that it knows that it learned it for itself. Mm -hmm. So I believe 
part of our human experience is that is that we know the contrast of what it would be like to be in the rhythm of love because Christ represents truth, love, and liberty. That's it. Mm-hmm. You want to know the character of God. That's it. Institutions, religions, governments paint this dictatorial version of God. And I think so many are slipping into not being able to be in true connection with our mm-hmm. creator because of these distortions and the matrix. Yeah. Like, look, look at this, Ruby. Even if you see the scripture as truth or not, it's like, look at some lessons in there. When Christ goes into the desert for 40 days, he's doing his fasting and praying. And then Satan, which means the adversary, Mm -hmm. the enemy comes, the enemy of our soul comes to tempt Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he says to Christ, he says, if you just throw yourself down off here and he paints this picture of the kingdoms that he has as his, as his kingdoms, but God's Mm -hmm. actually created earth. He's like, you can have all these kingdoms. If you just throw yourself down, God will send his angels to save you. And Christ goes, nah, like he rejects it. He's like, I'm not buying that. Isn't it interesting that we're told we're going to take away all your freedoms. You're going into lockdown. We'll take away your travel. And if you just take this shot, Mm -hmm. we'll give this all back to you. It's like, excuse me, God already blessed us with this. We already have it. You took it away. And now you're saying, if you have this, it's the exact same move that the enemy of our soul has tried to pull before. It's the same. It's showing up again in the same spiritual form. Mm. Yeah. It's crazy. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that really brings it home for a lot of people just to, I mean, because I know there's a lot of listeners who are listening to this, like, holy shit, I can't believe Ruby and Joel are talking about this on this podcast. And like, <laughs> people who are maybe have adverse reactions to talking to, to even hearing the name Christ or God. Um, but I, I really just hope that some of this has encouraged you to ask more questions you know, to get curious out of everything. Even if you don't know what questions to ask, just to get curious, to observe more, to reflect more and to really drop into finding that meaning in your life versus allowing yourself to just be dictated through this life. Um, Joel, thank you so much. Um, I feel like we could record like a five hour episode and we then some- like, we, could, <laughs> we could break that literally uh, like if you're like so joel can you tell me about creation and can we talk about like what happened next and kingdoms and all like we could literally do 20 20 part episodes like it's right. nuts like because i and it's tough like in even in this hour i'm like how do i give parts of the narrative so you, what we're doing here is i don't want anybody to think joel's trying to push religion because it's not right that. that's not it's, what we're it's doing like consider yeah it's like it's the opposite it's just like don't take on religion please don't please i don't want you to uh because that screws that screwed me up screwed so many people up it's like reinviting yourself into the possibility that hey you know we model ourselves after people all the time in the world it's like hey i really like how you know sarah blakely does a bit it's like okay cool you got role models and and influencers or leaders that you look at and you're like cool that's influential i want to you know you know go in that path scrap the, the the word religion scrap the dogma around it all and just go cool if i actually just sat down and go pick apart and look at like the character of jesus mm-hmm. right and just go what are some cool things i can learn from him and if you're already in your spiritual practices of like setting your intentions and calling in spirit 
pray to pray to Christ and be like, Hey, I want to embody more of the way that you walked in life and the way that you healed and the way that you loved and the way that you sacrificed for your mission and the promises you kept and the promise you have for me and, and the way that you can, you know, renew my mind and, and cleanse my heart, you know, and, and mm-hmm. teach me about forgiveness. All those things are only positive in your life, mm-hmm. you know? So like invite that in and see what happens. That's it. Like, that's all I'm saying. Cause it, like it changed, it moved freaking mountains in my life. And so many other people I've witnessed this happen to as well. Um, but I do know so many people that have had to get rid of the layers of religion mm-hmm. and everything, you know, yeah, like, the look, the word history, it's like, it's his story. It's unfolding. We're in the narrative, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wouldn't it be cool to at least go like, let's give it a shot and see what this narrative is. And if it actually is cohesive to what I'm, what I'm seeing here and go on your own personal journey. Mm-hmm. No one can throw, I don't cast stones at anybody. You know, I'm in myself, I see, you know, this, this whole, like, we call it sin. I see it as violation of purpose. It's violated the purpose of the original universe and function of earth that God has designed that there's an infection in the planet. There is, we can feel it. We know there's this, there's a good and evil. And so Christ invites us back into the rhythm of God's original design and his love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a pretty good vibe to be in, you yeah. know? Mm. and that's a beautiful place to complete this conversation yes yes um joel thank you so much for just sharing your presence and your wisdom with all of our listeners um for coming back on the show for being the leader that you are in this world um thank you so much i truly appreciate you as a friend as um as a leader and just as a fellow entrepreneur thank you you too. Ruby, thank you for giving me the space to, to have this conversation. I know it's kind of left to feel, but I'm happy that we were able to go there and hopefully people are able to get a new perspective on something they might not have considered in their life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what this podcast is here for. Um, yeah. To everyone listening, if you want to get uh, more of Joel, uh, his social media handle is at I am Joel Brown, right? Yes. And the it. podcast is at um, Addicted to Success. So go tune into the podcast and go connect with Joel online. Is there any other links uh, where people can find you? Yeah. So I do, I have another podcast called the unknown God. Mm, That's the new one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's a podcast. Um, about God for people that don't like church. So (laughs) we've had, we've had so many people that uh, have had like church hurt or people that literally have never even considered um, even like anything of the scriptures or any philosophical view of creation mm-hmm. that are going, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And they've, they've gone, wow. Like I've never looked at life in this way. And yeah. and that was our intention was to open up. We have so many people that are in the new age space. We have um, those that are uh, Muslim that are like, Hey, I really wanted to know this. Cause a lot of people are in their different systems are mm-hmm. safeguarded from learning about each other's religions. Yes. A lot of it's like, no, we don't believe that. Don't listen to that. Right. And, and you know, like it's like, Hey, you shouldn't be scared of it. If you believe what you believe is true, then there should be no threat, but like open your mind to see what else is here. And, and that's what opened a whole new world for me. So hopefully this podcast opens a whole new world for you. And um, yeah, just reach out. If you've got any questions, sometimes we do a Q and a, we're doing a Q and a today. So like when people have questions about God or anything like that, creation, evil, um, you know, the revelations and end times or like, you know, and that sounds a bit heavy, but like, let's be real, right. Things that are things that are uh, scriptural. If you've got any questions, just ask, you know, we, we talk with people all walks, those that are um, 
homosexual. We talk with people that are, like I said, you know, have been deep in Islam, those that have uh, had, you know, sexual abuse and have related that to being sexually abused within their um, beliefs. Mm-hmm. And those are just straight up have like gone through a midlife crisis and are just like, I don't know the sense and the meaning of my life anymore. Like, mm-hmm. what is this about? It's existential mm-hmm. questions. We love it. Like, honestly, I get more, I get an even more bigger kick out of it than just going just straight self-development. So yeah. I and see what was why you're that podcast again. It's called the unknown God. And the it's with uh, my co-host Marcos Torres too. He, he's been a theologian for like 13 years. So the guy knows his stuff. Yeah. It's very culturally tapped in too. So he's like easy to listen to, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So I will have those links and more in the show notes. Joel, thank you again. And to our yep. listeners, thank you for joining me and Joel on another episode of Potent Truth, where we are taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Make sure you mm-hmm. download a few episodes, drop a rating and review and share this episode with a friend. Go grab my book, potentleadership.com, connect with us on social media, and then make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth.